welcome to the small group where community and Christ collide. I am your small group leader, Chrissy Kircher. I'm here with Josh Roberts. We are in a um, a series called Practical. It's a journey through James, and it's a series where me and Josh walk through James, and we talk about life and give ta- tangible challenges for Christians to better pursue Jesus. We are on session eleven. That would be great, but we're on thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> but that was so good. So, I was hoping that you would have told me with your hands. Well, I mean, you didn't even give me time. You just quickly said, I was session 11. <laughs> but that's okay. We're on session 13. and uh, But that was really good. Good job, Chrissy. I think everything's so funny because <laughs> I haven't slept. <laughs> okay, do this I need to restart? Oh, man, this is Wait, this is tired, Chrissy, and I love tired oh, Chrissy. No. Go back to 2013 oh, lock-in, Chrissy. 2013 lock-in, Chrissy, was the most incredible experience that I've ever had with Chrissy. At one time, I was standing on a table and, like, spitting, and I was like, but if you tell people that you're spitting, it's okay. <laughs> it's Who was I? <laughs> you were so... Listen... You were so quiet, and you were so reserved, and you, I mean, you just kept to yourself, but at that lock-in, <laughs> something awoke inside of you. ice cream, no sleep. It was a great time. Hmm. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really excited. We're continuing the um, the series, Practical. It's, it's going to be a good session today. Uh, we're actually continuing uh, what we did last session. We talked a little bit about anger. Um, talking about our emotions. Uh, we talked about three steps for better interactions. If you didn't catch that episode, do yourself a favor. It's a long one. It's, it's going to be a lengthy one, but that'll be good because it'll hold you over for your commute to and maybe even from work. So uh, be sure to go and check that out. Uh, we talked about three steps for better interactions. Really, really good practical stuff. Today we're continuing that talk on anger. We're going to be talking about uh, James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. But before we do that, we just finished up Thanksgiving. We are going into the holidays, the Christmas holidays. It's coming up right around the corner. Um, Chrissy, what are your plans for the holidays? Do you have any plans for the holidays this year? I do, actually. Oh, you can't okay. make fun of me, though. Can I say the word boyfriend on here? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, his name is Gabe. I'd rather just call him that. Okay, cool. Okay. So, um, me and Gabe, we are in a long-distance relationship, okay? That's cool. Yeah. So, we're not going to be able to see each other on Christmas because church, uh, Christmas is on a Sunday and I have to be at, at church that day and he has family stuff. Um, so, the weekend before Christmas, we're having fake Christmas, and we're going to pretend it's actually Christmas, and we're going to, you know, do all the Christmas festivities and celebrate Jesus on that day, too, so that we can do it together. That is awesome. Are you going to be doing that uh, local, or are you going to be going... Uh, to where he's at. He's in uh, Florida, right? Yeah, so he he will be coming here for that, I think. Good. Okay. Good. Do you want to be invited to Christmas? I'm just saying an important part of the Christmas spirit is carolers. That's oh, all I will say. So, okay. <laughs> I've got it. Gabe, hope you're not busy. <laughs> so if I show up. 
Oh, you're going to show up at our house? With I a thought, group of people. I mean, my house. I thought that I was going to be, me and him, we're going to come to your house and just knock on your door and start Christmas caroling. You, you know what? I like your way better. <laughs> Can like you just that? me and him just show up and we're like, That's here it. comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus. If this doesn't happen, I'm going to be so upset. All right. We'll pray about it. Stay tuned. <laughs> what are your plans for the holiday? You know, um, so we have a lot of big things. Uh, my holidays are always crazy because I was very blessed. Parents divorced at a young age, and because of that, whenever the parents remarried, we had a close relationship with all of our family. So because of that, um, Christmas for our family starts like three or four days before Christmas. And we do a circuit. We have it mapped out to a T. We know where we go each day. Yeah, it's it's really a lot, yeah. but it's really, really fun. So, uh, yeah, that's the plan. It might be subject to change, but uh, it's going to be really, really good. What is your uh, favorite? Do you have any favorite Christmas me- like memories or things that have happened that just stick out when you think about Christmas? Yes, last year. Um, so... Last Christmas? Last Christmas, yep. I gave you my heart. And the very next day. The next day I gave it. Yeah, to Gabe. Um. (laughs) Stop. Ew. Sorry, that was bad. Um, So I had recently been brought into the family I was talking about last week. So last Christmas I went to go see some Christmas lights um, and it was like an hour away. So I I rode with them the hour and all the kids were just talking to me and like, hey, Chrissy, hey, Chrissy. And um, and then I got to just sit with them and then um, we walked around and it was freezing cold and we didn't expect it to be. So we were all just freezing. It was like probably 20 degrees and we all had like really thin sweatshirts we were just miserable but we loved every second of it that's so cool that was that was my favorite memory so that is that is so cool well let's jump into uh this session this is going to be a good one i'm going to read this scripture and then chrissy you can start us off Mm -hmm. so we're reading out of james chapter 1 verses 19 through 20 and it says my dear brothers Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So when we are slow to anger, it helps the way that we react. For me, anger, um, that quick anger looks like pettiness or sarcasm or negativity. I'm sure some people who are close to me and have been with me through the years can attest to this. Josh, you can attest to this. He's like, yep, this is all true. This is all true. I'm not going to say it's all true. I will say it rings a bell. Mm, mm. Yes. But go on. Okay. (laughs) But for our other small group members listening right now, for you, that might mean getting a temper or yelling or, or not talking about something that needs to be talked about. But when when we're slow to anger, it might look like getting passion to make a change or opening up a Bible or praying. Um, there was a time I, I was at church and Mr. Johnny Tucker, he was, he was preaching a message and he was talking about his marriage a few years back and he said something that always stuck with me. Um, 
um, he was talking about how he was just fighting with his wife and he, he said, it's hard to point a finger when you're on your knees. And for me, I was like, that's true that like, you have to, you know, you have to point up and like, it's just weird. <laughs> like, like you can't do it. <laughs> no, he meant, he meant praying, but <laughs> I know what he meant. It stuck with me, Josh. No, that's that's <laughs> great. I just had to, <laughs> you had just to gotta make you imagine it. Yeah, yeah mental that's, picture that's for, that's, uh, for our people. Because you have to raise your arm. And yeah. Like, oh, but really, like, if you're praying and, and you're like, you know, God, my, my person did this. I can't believe. He'd be like, you know what? You did this. That's that's embarrassing. You should probably fix this. And so that always stuck with me. And so slowing down might mean praying. Slowing down might mean um, changing your mindset or your perspective. Perhaps when we're slow to anger, we're able to control it rather than letting it control us. In Ephesians 4, it says, be angry. And do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be angry. It doesn't say don't be angry, but more so to watch what you do with that anger. The thing that makes it unrighteous is ultimately the way that you react to your anger. That's right. I think the the byproduct of our anger is the end result I like how that passage you shared in um, Ephesians chapter 4, 26 and 27, it talks about do not give the enemy an opportunity. In operating in anger, you are unlocking the door for Satan to come in and do something that he otherwise wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. So in your anger, it's leading you to a place of sin. It's leading you to a place of enabling the works of the enemy, the works of the flesh. The world will tell us that anger works, but the word says it doesn't. No matter what anybody around you might say or trying to justify their anger, let's be honest. There's plenty of times and situations in life where we've been angry and upset and we've allowed our emotions to get the best of us however if we really look at the meat of how we acted or what we did or how we responded nothing good came from that place Uh, I, I counsel a lot of young couples as they go into marriage one of the things I tell them as we talk about the topic of fighting if they ever want to be amused the next time they have a fight like a, a fight where they're blowing up and getting loud record yourself I know that sounds crazy. Record yourself and then play it back after and listen to how absolutely ridiculous you sound. Hmm. You'll realize I didn't know I was yelling like that. I didn't know I said that. I didn't know I responded that way. And you you either will laugh at yourself or be ashamed in yourself. Because you realize how ridiculous you are whenever you speak or respond from a place of anger. The world will tell you anger works. That your response through anger is justified and acceptable. But the word says it doesn't. There's never a time when a response of wrath and anger in our fleshly nature will ever be justified. Now, let me backpedal for a second because if you really think about it jesus himself 
had moments of anger. He was angered at Pharisees and Sadducees for the way that they were putting such heavy weights on people that were finding and following him and, and, and trusting God for the first time ever. They were putting heavy weights of the law on people. And he was fired up about that. He was mad about that. He called them a brood of viper. He directly insulted them. In fact, it says he went to the temple, right? And whenever he realized they were buying and selling um, offerings, that's a good thing. You're providing an offering for people that might not have come prepared so that they could do it. But, but Jesus realized in that moment that act of the buying and selling, it was, it was about a money-making scheme. It wasn't about, like, piety and um, authentic worship. It was all about generating more wealth. So Jesus got fired up, and he flipped some tables, like he literally wasn't he wasn't just yelling he threw a stinking table over and chased the people out with a whip <laughs> Jesus got ticked off you know like it just like it's just, we've all been there so yeah we've all had that <laughs> Saturdays yep. like no he um he, he got so fired up like that's just what he did now in his anger in his frustration at the way that we had responded, at the way that his creation had responded, he he still loved. Because this is going to blow your mind, Chrissy. He hung on the cross for the one selling the offering. Hmm. He hung on the cross for the ones he threw the table over at. He hung on the cross for the ones that scream out, crucify him, because they were so fixated on the law. In his anger, that we know, because we know the word, he wasn't, he didn't sin. It was a righteous anger because Jesus had a solid plan in store. And we, though, you and I, in our anger, we make it about us. It jumps back to what you said last week, Chrissy. We are a selfish people. Our angerness is a direct root of our selfish desires yeah. and who we are. So the world says anger works, but the word says it doesn't. What does your anger cost you? What does it cost you? That leads right into the challenge that I want to extend for this week. Think about one moment last week that you were angered okay i want you to think about it all right are you doing it you better be doing it right now think about it one moment last week might be with that co-worker same one we talked about that was annoying you whenever we talked about him last week it might i don't know it might be that person that just cut you off as you're driving and you're listening and you're just fired up at them right now and you just flip them off or something i don't know <laughs> Like, it, it, I don't know. Think about one moment. That's all I'm asking. One moment. And if you're like, ah, I didn't get angry. No, shut your mouth. Get angry at me for a minute. Like, what is, like we, you were angered about something. Here's the question. You ready? How did that anger affect your heart? Did it cause you to be bitter? 
resentful? Did it cause you to think hateful or mean things? What, what did it cause you to say? Did your anger cause you to respond in a way that God would have you otherwise say something different? What did it cause you to do? Did it cause you to vent to other people and gossip about a situation? Did it cause you to sit, turn down opportunities or refuse to do certain things all because you didn't want to be involved because that anger just spun you in the wrong direction? Here's the question. Do you need to repent? That word repent such a big word. It's not just to say, I'm sorry, but it's to turn the opposite direction and say, I don't want to do that again. Do you need to turn from that attitude of, of anger and resentment and bitterness? And along with that, do you need to seek forgiveness? Do you need to go to those individuals and ask them for forgiveness? Because you realize it doesn't bring forth the glory that, that God calls you to. It doesn't bring forth the the, the attitude and the, the heartbeat that, that God wants you to have. Jump into that text again. Anger, man's anger, does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. He desires us to be a pure people. He desires us to be a people that will trust him and lean into him, not a people that will rely on an emotion, a feeble, fleeting emotion. Because even in your anger, the anger dissipates. It goes away. Don't respond in it. Instead, repent, seek forgiveness, and trust God in the process, and respond in a way that leaves that anger behind so that you can live a life that brings glory to God. Chrissy, will you close this out? Mm -hmm. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for what we have learned here today and being able to dive into anger and what it looks like, what it means, how to handle it. God, I, I pray that the, the things that make us angry, I pray that when, when we have those things happening to us, that we're able to be slow to our anger and, and be able to breathe for a second and, and just be, be reminded um, to react in a, a godly way, something that's going to bring you glory um, and not unrighteousness. And Father God, I pray that we don't give the devil a foothold in our anger. I, I pray that we don't sin in our anger and um, just be with us as, as we go throughout the day and throughout this week and, and help us to just, just have a, a righteous anger if we, if we have that and to avoid it um, if we can. Amen. You have just listened to Practical, A Journey Through James, which is a series for the Small Group Podcast. The series features Chrissy Kircher, author of Even in the Valley, and writer for ICameToWorship.com. You can find out more about Chrissy Kircher and purchase her book by going to ICameToWorship.com. For more on the small group, you can listen through Spotify, Apple, or Google. Limited video production can be found through YouTube by searching The Small Group. Videography and consulting from Matt Jones Media. Thank you for listening and be blessed.
<laughs> you can't just point at it. I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Chrissy. You said. <laughs> okay. That's great. Hello, welcome. I'm scared. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, okay. Yeah, just start at the top. Do I have to say welcome? I feel like I no, have that, to say that, it better. That is the oh. welcome. So, like. <laughs> no, well, just, just, well, just read the small just, group where community <laughs> and Christ collide. Introductions session, practical, a journey through James. Yeah, exactly. was that good? Well, <laughs> Josiah judged us or judged me for my introductions. I want him to come on this podcast. I want him to stop judging me. <laughs> Well, go ahead and do the proper introduction then okay. to show Josiah what's, what's up. What's a word that I could say instead of greetings, earthling? Salutations. Salutations. <laughs> How do I go into um, welcome to a small group podcast? I mean, just say welcome to the small group. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Greetings. Wait, what was I? Oh, salutations. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> okay salutations <laughs> I hate it I'm gonna <laughs> but do it anyway I'll come up with something else alright Um. well hi y'all no that's worse than howdy hell uh, ring ring <laughs> why why that of all the, of all the things you could have done right there supposed to answer the phone oh, oh uh, hello hey josh welcome to the small group podcast <laughs> where community and christ collide was that okay no 